Welcome to Middle Grade Mavens, where two author mums discuss their favourite middle grade books, provide recommendations and share insider industry tips for authors trying their hand at middle grade. Julie Ann Grasso is the author of the Frankie DuPont mystery series, cupcake enthusiast and part-time library book wrangler. Pamela Eucherman is a writer, dancer and homeschooling mum who sometimes finds time for sleep. Both Julie and Pamela devour middle grade books, not only for research, but to share with their combined brood of four munchkins. After many years working as an editor in children's publishing, Simone Amber is thrilled to debut her middle grade fiction series, The Good Times of Pelican Rise. Published by Firm Press on July 27, which is just a couple of days away, we had the pleasure of talking to Simone about all things bookish for this wonderful new release. So hi, Simone, and thanks for joining us at Middle Grade Mavens. Hey, Julie. Thanks so much for having me. So tell us, Simone, where did you get your start in writing? Okay, well, I've worked for um, basically 22 years now as an editor. Um, when I was, ooh, I'd been working about five or six years and I went to London and I was working at Dorling Kindersley and I was hired as a project editor over there, but uh, somehow ended up writing a third of a big book called Go, <laughs> right. um, which was all about um, transport. So it included um, Richard, this was, this was back when um, 2020 was the future. So it, it did include like a, uh, when Richard Branson started his space space station X or whatever it's called, you know that was talk, something lofty in the future. And um, I started writing um, all about um, land transport, and from there I sort of got in with DK, and I, was, I wrote quite a few books, a lot of nonfiction titles. Um, returned to editing and I've sort of written bits and pieces along the way, but uh, the Good Times of Pelican Rise is definitely my first middle grade fiction series or first book, and uh, I'm really excited about that. And so where did you get the inspiration for the series? Because obviously, you know, it's got a lot of conservation themes in it. So very interesting. Tell us. Okay. Well, um, I came up with the idea. Um, <laughs> I was actually shelving books at Beaumaris Library. I was working at Beaumaris Library in customer service and um, the children's programs, um, delivering um, story time and um, toddler time. Uh, and I was in the, the junior fiction section just putting away books thinking about oh what what junior fiction or middle grade fiction book can I write because I've always wanted to write something and I don't know it actually all sort of came together I was thinking about um, Greta Thunberg and how she's inspired you know whole world of children to um for strike for climate and at the time it was the post 2020 bushfires Somehow it all came together in my head while I was just standing there holding books and figuring out where to put them on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> a pitch of friends getting together and um, getting behind a cause they believed in and, you know, making, doing, making what change they could make within their means. Oh, I love that. And as a fellow uh, shelver of books, I <laughs> often stand in the junior fiction sort of going, if you can't find it, write it. So, yeah, a few little ideas have come because I can't find that book on the shelf. So maybe I'll write it too. So well yeah. done. <laughs> I'm sure and, you will. Yeah. And how long did it take you to write? And talk us through your drafting process, because this is something that really interests a lot of our listeners. Yeah. Okay. 
So I guess the thing is I had my idea and I put it together as a pitch. I wrote the first chapter. I actually wrote the first chapter. This sounds very cocky of me, but uh, it was all downhill after this. I wrote it on um, just notes on my phone. I remember lying in bed and I, <laughs> I wrote it. Yep. Came very easily, incredibly easily. I'm like, ah, oh, this story. And admittedly, that first chapter hasn't changed a great deal since I wrote it on notes. Um, but then from there, I wrote my pitch, um, and it turned about a few months later. You know, I was commissioned, uh, and I took a month off all my freelance work, all stopped working at the library, and I wrote it in lockdown um, during September. Yeah, last year. Basically, it was four weeks end to end of some pretty epic writing. (laughs) And I can't say it was the most healthy way to write. Um, I was writing, you know, every every day as long as I could. And I was finding it quite tricky to write, but I managed to get there in the end. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm writing my second book now and it's sort of a similar experience. Um, Seems that uh, I kind of, I'd, I'd like to change this, but it feels like I need a bit of pressure to get something out. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, I'll dither forever on, on I writing. Yeah. understand. <laughs> so when you said it was contract, uh, I think this is my next question anyway. So you pitched it and it was contracted before you'd written the actual book. Is that right? Yeah, I was very, very fortunate to be in that position. Oh, um, right. The yep. pitch was very, was very thorough, I felt. And also... Um, yeah, I couldn't believe my luck, to be honest, <laughs> that it happened yeah. that way. Um, I guess I, um, Tash Besliev, who's the yep. children's publisher, um, we, um, I've worked together over the years and, yeah, she put her faith in me and um, I remember really feeling that faith <laughs> while yeah. I was doing my marathon writing session, yeah, mm-hmm. thinking, gee, can I really write a book this long? <laughs> yeah. I sustaining, you know, that length. I've always um, been able to write uh you know, I feel like I'm pretty good with the quips and the puns, but yeah, sustaining yep. a story, coming up with characters, I find quite um, easy. But yeah, plot, not so easy. But I, I did have, I knew where I was going with it. Just needed to keep it going over forty-five thousand yep. words. Yes. Yeah. I um, I recently, I've got a book that I've written the first book, and I've got half of the second, and I I usually do a writing retreat every January. And obviously January's already been. And I did write something in yeah. January, but I, I had another writing retreat just before our last lockdown. Probably it was more a brain retreat. And I had all these bold plans that I was actually going to, you know, write. And I usually do. I'm usually pretty, like, because I get so little time away from the family. This time I literally just lay in my sister's um, spare room <laughs> did nothing I didn't write a single word and now I'm really regretting that because I just wasted my time because we're in lockdown again but yeah I need a deadline as well was that was the end of that long um diatribe (laughs) so (laughs) I understand I understand it and I I've tried a few writing retreats thinking oh you know it was agony getting that book out and you know having all my other um commitments but yeah just before actually it wasn't this just before this lockdown it was between lockdowns in April I did the same thing I went down to summers on the peninsula <laughs> spent all this yeah. money on an Airbnb and well I did write one chapter and then ended up scuttling it and I was like oh I had seven days and just yeah faffed oh, around <laughs> I, I understand and Pamela yeah. said to me it's okay Julie you've got to allow time for the dreaming and I'm like 
I, I actually really agree with her now because I feel like I've got a little bit more energy to go back to it. But yeah, yeah. anyway, so yeah. the book was contracted. Yeah. How much editing did you have to endure before it was ready to go? Okay. Because I'm an editor, I guess <laughs> I, I very much understand the editorial process. But uh, I will admit when I wrote the book, I thought, oh, well, that's that then. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> done. <laughs> genius. I, I'm a genius. I, I was pretty <laughs> impressed with my uh, effort. However, um, the editorial process, um, you know, my editors were amazing, Meg Whelan and Coral Huckstep. They really, um, you know, they took, of course, what I wrote, well, not of course what I wrote, but what I wrote did end up in the final cut. But, um, yeah, they, they did what editors should do. They questioned me. They, yep. you know, said, oh, maybe this joke goes on a bit too long. <laughs> that was yep. the most, in a very uh, kind and gentle way. They sort of did that, um, you know, would pull me back a bit. And, yeah, just their guidance was really good. I think so, okay, so I submitted it in October. I'm pretty sure I saw it again before Christmas. I think I might have spent two weeks with it. And then um, I spent another three or four weeks in February, start of March. Yeah, it came back to me twice. And then, um, you know, the sort of work in between. But, yeah, it was a really quite, I felt like a really intense editorial process. But, um the book, of course, ended up better for it. But, you know, being an editor myself, that really, you know, editors can't edit themselves. There's no way you can't make that process sting at some point. Yeah. Yep. And I've been a bit remiss. I should actually get you to tell our listeners about your book. What is The Good Times (laughs) of Pelican Rise about? (laughs) Might have to edit this to the start. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. So The Good Times of Pelican Rise. It's about finding community spirit and using your voice to be the change. Okay, so it all starts when grade sixes, Sunday Moon, Oki, Lottie and Kira, they're all best friends, they band together to form a club called Club for Wildlife while they're bored in Club Koala, which is the name of their after-school care club. They've served about 25 terms, they they, (laughs) work out. Um, Soon they inspire and involve their families, school and the broader community to knit joey pouches for orphaned and injured wildlife. Um, And this is all post the 2020 bushfires. Then from there, as part of their Grade 6 Legacy Project, they're actually the first kids to have gone from prep to Grade 6 in a brand-new school in a brand-new suburb. They build a, a website, it's a good news website called The Good Times, where they get behind different causes that they're passionate about and that evolves during the series. So the first one is wild, helping wildlife that have been affected by the bushfires. Yeah. And what's, at, so have you planned the series, like is there four or is there five? Um, there's three. Um, yeah, so the second one, which I'm writing right now, um, and I hopefully will have finished in three weeks. Um, I will have it finished. They um, that one's about it's called Kids on Strike. So they strike for climate and yep. sort of, but more locally, like local issues sort of lead to them doing that. And the yep. third book in the series, I'm really inspired by Hugh Mackay's um, book, The Kindness Revolution. And I'd like to. I haven't quite got my idea down yet, but it's going to be something to do with kindness. Mm. And 
because uh, we're middle ground mavens, we love to know that the nitty gritty. And <laughs> when you pitched it, did you say, oh, I pitch a three book series or did you pitch the first book and then say there's room for, um, you know, extra or how did you go about that? I pitched the first book and I also came up, I think I came up with about eight different causes and, and things that could possibly, issues that could be explored in a yep. series like this. Um yeah, I think I, I think I was probably angling for a four book series, but <laughs> three yeah. is good. I'm not also um, yeah over this school year. I'm not quite sure if if the the kids could if we could do four books. I feel that three with the way that I'm writing it now, three three books fits really neatly across their year yeah. of these kids being in grade six. Yeah, to make it believable. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And I also think it's about how your readers read. Like they're probably going to read three books. Mm. in that in that because they don't all come out you know in the same year yeah that sort of time frame in the de development time frame of you know eight to twelve yeah so, yeah not every not not everyone needs to write a 10 book series so which yeah. is great <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah a lot of pressure yeah yeah so, and also just with the protagonist um it is Sunday is the protagonist in, in all of the books yep. And just, yeah, it, of course, you know, there's the B story. So, oh, how many B stories am I going to have in this yeah. one with, with Sunday? Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, she's a lovely character to sort of um, explore. So, yeah, yeah. their friendships. Mm. Now the cover is fantastic. And I think I've, I've had a look and I think it's by Lucy Zhang. Is that correct? Yeah, Lucy Zhang. She's yeah. gorgeous. And Mika Tabata has, um, is the designer. Yeah. And, um, I absolutely love the characters and I love all the colours. When I first, actually, the day that I came home from my my writer's retreat where I, you know, didn't write that much, yeah. um, I think one thing I did do on that writer's retreat was I ordered some new clothes from Gorman and, oh, uh, <laughs> and they were delivered. They were at home uh, when I came home. I tried them on and then <laughs> opened up my email and there was the cover and uh, it was actually all the colours of this new outfit this oh, that magic. I was wearing. That was a magical moment. Oh, matchy so, match. Yeah. I, I hope thought, you took wow. lots of photos. <laughs> I did. I took a bit of a funny selfie of me me wearing the exact same colours as this cover. So, yeah. It was <laughs> oh, the <laughs> universe knew. <laughs> yeah. But um, Lucy Zhang's characters, they're just um, drawings of the characters. They're just beautiful and I love their little faces and yeah. Um, yeah it was a lot of fun those coming to to life yeah I liked briefing that actually I got the chance to brief it um Meg um my editor asked me you know what do they look like and to be honest I hadn't really thought that much about what they looked like during the writing yeah, yeah. um and then I, I did think about what they might look like <laughs> and um, more what, what kind of clothes they would wear. So I went into a whole lot of yeah, searching and screenshots and, yeah, and then they came oh, to life with Lucy's drawings. So. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got seven indie books and I did all of the covers with an illustrator and it was so amazing to see that, you know, that first sort of, oh, great, you know. Just yeah, so like that's what they look like. My idea come to life. Oh, I can't draw to save myself. So, <laughs> yeah, it's really lucky someone else can. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a bit sad. I was a really good drawing, drawer in primary school, good at drawing in primary school, but it kind of, um, yeah. Yeah, Wayne, <laughs> yeah. 
sort of, <laughs> it, it ceased. <laughs> yeah. So in the publishing process, if you could give your pre-published author self a little pep talk about something, what would it be? Hmm. It's a bit of a tricky one. I think, um, I guess maybe about writing, being true, this sounds cheesy, but it's true, being true to yourself when you write and writing how you feel and how your characters feel and not trying to model yourself on other people that have been successful. Because mm. I think I've been in my mind, it's been percolating a lot, you know, a long time that oh, I really want to write a, you know, a, a fiction series or book, you know, yeah. and uh, often just looking around, or oh, what's, you know, what what sticks and uh, you know what what's successful and yeah, but I don't know. I feel I do feel with this series, um, I'm really proud of this book, and I just feel yeah, that is the voice I'd play. That's my voice. <laughs> just yeah. go with your own voice, and that's that's what you can. What, what naturally comes out of your fingertips when you're typing. Yeah, yeah. Or your ink and doing it that way. <laughs> That's great, though, because it's very hard to not be authentic when you walk in front of a group of school kids. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't believe in what you have written, they will smell it a mile off. So Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Well, I guess the biggest compliment I've received so far from my own kids who have read it and um, of course they're going to give you know but actually I don't know if it, it is natural that they would give glowing reviews because they're a yeah. bit kind of like ho-hum about the whole thing but yeah. um, they both said it's 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 real it feels like real life and mm-hmm. um, then and some other kids um, Evie and Eva they both said the same thing that they're early readers that they felt like and they I think both those girls are nine and ten and yeah they felt like it was felt like real life but oh, but funny so <laughs> that was a real real compliment to me that it felt yeah. authentic hmm. ride those compliments Simone because yeah. your audience that you may not hear much from them because mm. they're you know they're 10 year olds so they can't communicate with you unless you're in front of them in a school so clutch onto those compliments yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even just seeing their faces smiling while they're looking at it, that, that yeah. really spurred me on. <laughs> yeah. Authors clutch onto any tiny crumb, don't they? <laughs> You'd ride that all the way through to next February. <laughs> so I think you've already told us about the second and third books, but do you have any other projects on the go? in your mind perhaps not even necessarily on the page yeah not really on the page so much um yeah after this series oh I'd love to write some more (laughs) yes yeah I'm not sure I haven't really thought it through that much but I love funny books um I love Diary of a Wimpy Kid and I love the Treehouse books so (laughs) yeah aiming is that sort of sweet (laughs) Contemporary comedy is your yes, yep, and, and perhaps even comedy with um for girls with girls as the protagonist, just real comedy yeah. would be just funny. That slapstick and you know being naughty as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't have to be goody goodies. Yeah. No matter what I do, mystery comes out of my fingertips. Yes. <laughs> it's always a mystery. Yes. <laughs> Oh, mysteries are great. Oh, I love, love <laughs> writing mystery. Yeah. And that's like when I'm writing 
temporary it comes out as a mystery so. it comes out as mystery. <laughs> but that's your, your guiding compass then is mystery it is yeah well, mine's humor, I guess, for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like humor really does sell, not just the fact that you, you know, you might make some money on it, but it does actually get the children reading. Yeah. I mean, you you would know this as a, you know, former shelver. Mm. What goes off the shelf is the comedy books, you know, the literary books, they stay on the shelf. And it's only those, you know, really, really, bookwormy kids that come and pick up that literary book so you're on the right track (laughs) (laughs) good (laughs) yeah so if you were to recommend one middle grade book that every child should have the opportunity of reading what would it be it can be an oldie it can be a newie we do like the new ones though because there's um there's a lot of uh, dead authors making lots of money that (laughs) really need to be yeah yeah up to you tell us uh, one all one. right yeah no 10 up to you <laughs> <laughs> well I've got oh, there's no point well I'll show you it later but I've got on my desk here I before just before we started this podcast I gathered together all the middle grade books that I read to death when I was in middle grade yep. and I have to say it's hating Alison Ashley I love that book yeah, I've read it so many times. I don't know how many times I've read it, but um, you know, I read it as an adult, read it as a kid, I read it as a teenager, <laughs> endlessly read it, and it's a classic. As um, the pub, my publicist at uh, a firm, gorgeous Rosie, told me, she said, "Oh, that's an Australian classic." I was like, "Yeah, well, um, <laughs> when it came, when I read it, it was new, but um, yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> brand new." <laughs> yep. But I absolutely love that book. Um. Why do I love it? I just feel the characters are super real. Um, Erica is just such a real character and, and all those, you know, kids in the classroom, you know, it, yeah. it felt very real to me back then. But um, I guess more contemporary, I do like school books, like books set in sort of school. Um, I love Billy B. Brown, but yeah, a bit younger. But I just think they're gorgeous Billy books. But um. Sammy Jay's book, The Long Class Goodnight. I don't know if you've read that. That came out a few years ago. And, yeah, it's set um, in a school where <laughs> the spinal bell never rings and um, they can't be released from school until the, the last bell of the day rings. Yeah. That's just, a, I mean, it's Sammy Jay, so he's, a, you know, obviously a comedian, but um, yep. it's a really funny book, yeah. But I, I think I'd have to say... Um, yeah, I recommend that kids read that one definitely and um, Hating Alison Ashley. No, oh, and no. Lemony Snicket. I love Lemony Snicket books too. So yeah. all of yeah. Lemony Snicket books, yeah. Uh, well, what a delight it has been, Simone. And <laughs> if we were to look for you online, where would our listeners find you if they want to check out your book slash soon-to-be books? <laughs> well, I don't have a website. I guess I don't know if I need one, but I've got an Instagram page, <laughs> and that's that's my second uh, my second world. Um, basically, yep. that's I think it's called Hello. Well, I should know what it's called. <laughs> it's Hello underscore Simone underscore Amber underscore. So you'll find me there, desperately trying to engage an audience. <laughs> yes, we understand. Yep. <laughs> Well, once again, Simone, what a, a delight it's been chatting to you. And good luck with your book. It's out in two days. 
and yeah we we hope it flies off into the world and saves some pelicans and joeys and you know whatever else (laughs) (laughs) thanks julie thanks simone Thanks for stopping by Middle Grade Mavens. If you'd like to know more about the Mavens, log on to middlegradepodcast.com or to find Julie online, stop by julieandgrassobooks.com and to find Pamela, stop by www.ueckermann.net.